Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Samoa Residents Rugby League team is out to impress. Fiji's cricket coach settles in, and Tonga is in our Commonwealth Games spotlight. But first, the largest sporting programme in the history of the Micronesian Games will be on display when the 8th edition gets underway in Pompeii in the Federated States of Micronesia this weekend. 14 sports have made the final cut, including the world's biggest and most popular sport, football, which will be making its game's debut. The sports director for this year's event, Jim Tobin, says they're hopeful that football's governing body, FIFA, will take notice. Our country, the Federated States of Micronesia, we're not a member of FIFA, either as Palau or the Marshals. So some of us are trying to use these games to show FIFA to let us become associate members. So that's one of our goals. But uh, I think uh, it's around... With officials and coaches and athletes, around 1,500. I've heard people say before it's 15,000, but if we had 15,000, our, our island would most likely sink. <laughs> Just in terms of that FIFA thing there, uh, what sort of hurdles do you have to get over to convince them, do you know? They're already so big already that it's hard to... That there's only a few countries that aren't members right now. The, the thing we want from FIFA is, of course, we don't have a world-class soccer program, is that we... Uh, we need development, but it's kind of a two-way street. If we don't help develop ourselves, they're not going to even look at us. So we kind of have to run this tournament on our own without any support from FIFA and then show them the results of what we did, and then they may consider that we can become an associate member of uh, it would be Asia football. Uh, it wouldn't be Oceania football confederation. But that's one of the things we're hoping for because FIFA is, such, is so generous with their grants and funding. Because right now, a lot of our games are funded by uh, Olympic Solidarity out of ONOC. Our main office is in Suva Fiji, Dr. Robert Mitchell. We have a lot of funding through development Olympic grants. Okay, and as you say, 14 sports, the biggest program ever. I guess you've got the traditional sorts of sports, the likes of athletics, swimming, table tennis, uh, basketball, wrestling, weightlifting, you know, volleyball, some of these sports that you know traditionally in the Pacific uh, people are, are pretty strong at and I, I know in your part of the world the likes of baseball and uh, softball are very popular too Micronesian all round though that certainly sounds like a, a very interesting event and very varied Yeah it's interesting we have that's two events we've done since the beginning of the this is the eighth Micronesian Games it seems like not many of the islands up here really want to host the games this is the second time we've hosted in the last 12 years so we're really happy first before I get to the Micronesian Games is to tell you update you on our venues there They'll be finished tomorrow, all the venues. So there has been some questions if we can be finished on time, but our newly renovated track and field, the, the track is now, the, now today they're, uh, they've printed half the lines on the track. They should be done today, so the track will be open tomorrow. Our other major reservation, uh, renovation sorry, was the National Campus College of Micronesia. It's our college out in Palakur. It has a beautiful gym, and the uh, People's Republic of China gave us money to, to renovate that again. So the, the floor is finally finished, and they start practice this morning. So for venues, we're there. But back to the Micronesian all-around, we try to use some of our traditional daily aspects of our daily life of islanders in, the, in, in Micronesia. So the first day is called the land events, 
and the, the men climb three coconut trees. There's uh, a red rope, I think it's 15 meters up on the trees. There's three alike trees, very straight. And they have to, when they climb up there, they ring the bell on each red rope, and then they, they climb down. That's a timed event. And there's also women that compete, but they don't quite complete in the climbing because that's, men only do that in the islands. There's coconut husking and coconut grating after that. That's a timed event, 10 coconuts each, and they, the men and women, they husk them. And then the men don't grade them, the, the women do. So that's the first day. And the second day is the water events where they throw uh, spears at floating coconuts in the water. They uh, do underwater diving distance, and there's a swim event. So it's called Micronesian All Around. It's kind of the, the best islander for traditional games. In terms of the, uh, the, the event itself, the Micronesian Games, you know, up to the eighth one, I mean, where do you list that in terms of the importance of events around the region? Obviously, it's uh, one of your local events uh, for the Micronesian region. Uh, how important is it culturally, and how important uh, in terms of uh, results and performances is it? I think for culture, it's really important. The majority of our athletes are going to be under 20 years old because nowadays with the ones that are over that, they're either going to university or they have a family or a job, so it's hard for them to play. So these games are held every four years. There's three sub-regions in Oceania, as you all know, Micronesia, Melanesia, and Polynesia. I know that the other two regions have tried to do games. We're the only ones. I think the reason why we're successful is we're not part of the Commonwealth Games. Nauru and Kiribati are, but the rest of our islands in Micronesia are, we're friends and are friends of the United States. Uh, they're independent now, most of them except for Guam and, and Northern Marianas, which are Commonwealth or territories of the U.S. So we have, this This is the year we have the games, which is the same time as the Commonwealth Games. Okay, so in, in that context, will Kiribati and Nauru have a few people that won't be coming because they will be at the Commonwealth? Yes, so it's very hard for them, and we thank them for coming, especially Nauru. Their group is over 70, and they're bringing a spectators too. That's what makes these games is, is for our islands on Pompeii and the other visitors to intermingle with each other because it's all different languages, all different cultures. And sports is a great way to break the barriers of language and culture just to play. And now you mentioned that uh, you guys are hosting it again. Is it quite an expensive thing to, to host and, and make sure everything's up to scratch venue-wise and, and organization-wise? Uh, I think there's no, it's, it's the same thing with Pacific Games nowadays, because I was part of that before. Uh, the problem that Vidya Larkin's having in, in uh, Fiji, he's the president of Pacific Games. They're in, they're in P&G next year. There's only a few big islands that can host it because of the size of the games and the cost. So I think there's only uh, four or five of the ten that can really host it properly. Some of the smaller islands just don't have enough hotel rooms and facilities to host. And you uh, mentioned uh, some of the renovations that were almost uh, complete there uh, with the lines on the track and, and various upgrades. Uh, are, they, are, they, are they all existing venues that have just been improved or enhanced and, and, and tidied up, or are there some new venues and stuff as well? We have a limit of land size in our house. We've renovated everything we've had. and we've, We had decent facilities before, but now they're beautiful. Pompeii has a really high rainfall. It used to be the highest in the world, so we have problems with weather and moisture here. So we've learned from our last games how to build better weather-resistant outdoor facilities and indoor facilities. Okay, and uh, Jim, obviously, as you say, uh, competition getting away under underway rather on Monday. What are you hoping for as the organising uh, committee? What, what would you guys like to see? Uh, you know, what, what would be a successful games for you guys? I think a successful games is that no one, there's there's no serious injuries. There's no we don't have any any problems with health issues. Everyone gets along. I'm never a person because I've done many games before that really looks at medal tallies. I think the success is all the islands win a fair share of the medals because they've all tried very hard. I think the success of the games is we'll find out from our leaders after everyone goes home is how much they enjoy the games. And maybe if the games are a success, then our local governments can 
reflect and maybe uh, make sports recreation and, and health prevention a higher priority in the funding in the governments. That's the sports director for the Micronesian Games, Jim Tobin. Toa residents coach Ponifacio Vasa says this weekend's match against the United States in Hawaii is a chance for local players to press their claims ahead of the Four Nations tournament. The Toa beat America 34-10 in last year's Ohana Cup clash and Vasa says this game is a big opportunity with matches against England, Australia and New Zealand at the end of the year. We have to win and secondly we, we're looking at opportunities for the local base players to get to the next level. This year is uh, obviously is a Four Nations but uh, we still haven't uh, heard from our executive whether there are spots for, for, for residents but if we, we know that if we do out, there might be a possibility for us to get uh, one or two spots. But, yeah, the challenge is, is, is on us, on our shoulders, to, to make sure we do our best and to enable us to, to get to the next level. It's obviously a big year for Samoan Rugby League off the back of the World Cup, beating Fiji, qualifying for the Four Nations. Uh, I guess part of it is also maintaining that momentum. Yes, yes, yes. It, uh, absolutely right. We we want to... Getting up there is, is easy, but it's... It's hard, but it's more, it's more hard to maintain our, our, our current status. So what has been done by our top clans, the, the, the international team was really fantastic for rugby league uh, Samoa, but we want to continue on that good thing. Getting a win in, 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 in Hawaii Soyo against USA will be fantastic as well. We've been told that by the executive, uh, rugby league Samoa executive, that the main focus for this game is to develop the local base players, not only Samoa, but uh, the USA local base players as well. So none of, of these players has been part of the Super League or NRL before. So these are purely local base players, like the amateurs. What about the USA? Do you know if any of them were a part of uh, their World Cup team from last year? I haven't done the research on the players. We, we just work on, on what we have at the moment, our players alone, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure they, they might have uh, some locals um, from the World Cup squad last year. From your players' point of view, where are they in their seasons? Are they still playing domestically at home? We just completed our domestic competition last few weeks. and then We had the grand final last few weeks and then uh, Pia Paracudas won against um, uh, Mary Saints and uh, that's where we, 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 we selected the, the, the training squad and then went through trials, the fitness and, uh, and the strength and then to this stage. You talked about, obviously, this game being a chance for some of the local players to press their claims for the Four Nations. There were a few players uh, based in Samoa that were a part of the squad for the Fiji match earlier this year. Um, are they going to be a, they're a part of your team heading to Hawaii? Yeah, one, one of them, one of them uh, uh, is in the team at the moment. Traditionally, you guys, Samoa does tend to try and include at least two or three players, don't you, that, that have, you know, are based locally. There generally is a couple that get included in the squad. As I've said before, we're looking at developing the, the sports locally. So getting some local base players in the top team is also part of developing the, the game. So not only getting these guys opportunities to play, such as this opportunity next week, but also looking at possibilities of, of, of giving them opportunities to be part of the top team with those professional players. That is why they have to work really hard to enable one or two of them to be part of the formation if they, 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 they can make it to their level. That's the Tower Samoa Rugby League Residence Coach, Ponifacio Vasa.
Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen says he is settling in nicely to his new gig in the Pacific. A former Bangladesh coach arrived in Fiji at the start of last month and saw his coaching put into practice for the first time last week as a shadow national team locked horns with the touring Korean men's team. I spoke with Shane Jurgensen during that first match of Korea's two-week tour. It's all been a bit of a rush. The Korean uh, team turning up was was a very quick sort of thing that happened and uh, we've uh, had to do a lot of work to get everything in place and know that we're out in the field now so the boys are out there. So I've been watching for six weeks and I've been watching them train and we look to uh, shrink our national squad to around 20 to 24 players. So uh, we're in the process now and today's the day one of it. Yeah, so a a two-week tour basically for the Korean team sort of arranged at uh, late notice there. uh, So you're... Effectively, the national players, as you say, there's still just a squad there which is to be trimmed. So the, the Fiji Board 11, which is in action as we speak, and the Fiji A Games, that those are effectively national squad members? Oh, definitely, yeah. They're, they're, we, we wanted to pick the Fiji and uh, A team to be as strong as it possibly is, and that certainly will be. And uh, we'll be missing a few overseas players, probably between four to five, maybe six that are based in Australia, but they're all club cricket seasons and uh, doing their thing, so we let them go. But these are all the Fijian-based players that are playing these games, so it'll be a strong team. You had trials coming up, as you sort of said, to help you sort of select those guys uh, looking ahead to, uh, I think, the Indian Tour and, and of course, those qualifiers in November. But uh, I guess this tour has come about, it it means you get another chance and you also get to see them in, uh, you know, international uh, sort of game situations. Basically, seeing players in a game is, is where you see it. And during the last sort of couple of weeks, once we, once we got wind of Korea turning up, I mean, Korea is here to prepare for their for the Asian Games, which I think are approaching in September. So, you know, for me, it's it's perfect to see them in action, and for me to see my players in action in the game, because that's where you need to see. You know, you can look really great in the nets and be fantastic, but sometimes out in the field, it's more than just sort of technique. And that's out there, out in the field, it's tactics, how you face bowlers, how you manipulate the strike as a batter where you bowl as a bowler, and that's what I need to see, you know, because it can be really good in the nets, but you've got to go out there and do it in the game and the open pressure of the match. So that's what I really needed to see. So this has been fantastic. We'll see 10 games against Korea, and then straight after these games, we'll see two days of national trials. So it's a great build-up. As you say, you've been around for about six weeks now, uh, settling into the desk and, and obviously out on the uh, in, in the nets and whatnot. Uh, how has what you found uh, differed perhaps from what you thought you were going to be uh, uh, walking into? Oh, I think just here, you know, there's obviously some uh, things around, you know, with Fiji, it's it's obviously very rugby-based, but at the same time, the trade-off for that is all my players have played rugby and they're extremely agile. So when you've got really good athletes, you can actually build up their skills a lot quicker than probably what you would, would normally for guys that are sort of just purely cricket-based. You know, these guys, they're all quite strong. Um, probably the one area where we, we need to work on keep working towards is probably facilities, you know, just making sure because there's, un- there's not a lot of grounds available. So therefore, you've got to sort of make sure you, you book accordingly and book the grounds before rugby do, and that can be hard. That's just sort of something that we're working through now. Just probably the facilities, but there's so many good things about Fiji that are just blowing me away, you know, how happy and how everyone's so happy and, and accommodating and helped and uh willing to help and and I think it's just the the magic of Fiji to be honest with you besides the fact that the you know beautiful island fantastic water you can see to the you know to the bottom of the of the ocean or the sea or wherever you are the beach and then uh, but it's just amazing just amazing people and I think that's just the true spirit of, of Fiji what I've discovered that's the Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen
And continuing our countdown to this month's Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, which gets underway next week, this time we check in with the Tongan team. The Kingdom is sending a squad of 16 athletes to the 2014 Games in swimming, diving, athletics, boxing and weightlifting. Lomalito Moala and Junior Far won bronze medals at the Delhi Games four years ago in the lightweight and super heavyweight classes. And the Tongan chef de mission Amanaki Fakokovi Kaitao believes their best shot this year will again be in the ring. In the Oceania Pacific region, we are the only one. Fiji, uh, uh, none of the country, even uh, New Zealand and Australia didn't have any medal in boxing. Tonga got two medals in boxing. And those two athletes are still in this team. They are still willing to, go, to, to compete for Tonga. So two of our medal winners from the last games are in this team also. Do you see them as your best chance again for a medal or are there some others that have come yes, through? Yes, yes. I think they still have a, a chance, and also the other boxers. Uh, we have a very good, good prospect, especially from from Sim. But uh, I think also from from timing, from what I have received um, as a person of profiles uh, for our athlete uh, to represent us in timing, she, she's doing really well, and she she'll be competing in in, in one meter springboard and also the three meter. A lot of them are heading to the Commonwealth Games for the first time, so I guess you know for, for a lot of them it's very exciting, and it's a year out from a Pacific Games in, in PNG, and then of course after that you guys will be hosting one yes, in, in yes, Tonga. Yes, so it's all... a big thing. <laughs> That's very true. There's a big thing for us here. Uh, like we we do have some young new blood coming up, but I think it's the exposure they'll have in here is a sort of a lead up uh, experience, uh, especially. Next year, Pacific came in, in PNC and uh, for us in 2019. Even if they aren't winning uh, events, what would be a, a good result for some of these athletes? Being participated and being to represent Tonga, I mean, they have, they have, they have done like, the hard yards in trying uh, to be selected and they're in the team. I think that's the first, first thing to be converted for. And uh, whatever comes after, I think it's a bonus. That is the shift mission for Tonga's Commonwealth Games team, Amanaki Fakokovi Kaitao. And that is the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So... Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.